Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are. <laughs> good times Friday. We've tried. Uh, we good morning. A, a little technical issue there. We tried it again. So. Uh, we're talking about the uh, end times and uh, been processing lots and lots of interesting things that are happening uh, in the world as, as we understand mm-hmm. it. The, we talked about uh, Russia uh, and linking up with China, replacing Saudi Arabia as the primary supplier of oil and gas to China. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's in there paying in um, uh, petro, uh, actually not petrodollars, they're paying in rubles. Uh, mm-hmm. And Juan, and they're bypassing the what they call the petrodollar system, which included the United States, by the way. Wasn't there uh, also? I don't know that we talked about this, but recently um, Russia defaulted for the first time. Well, I was I was going to say that um, is yeah. that uh, they defaulted. That's an interesting. They defaulted right? on debt uh, mm-hmm. that uh, they owed, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they didn't pay the interest and they didn't pay the principal that they have to, to pay. So they technically defaulted. Um, and uh, I'm trying to follow, you know, what happened. Likely they they wind up settling it. But I think they let the world know that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we because of what you're doing to us, uh, right. we can default back to you. And right. I, think, I think they're trying to get there. I think it was a little bit of a trying to flex send a message more than it was yep. an actual hmm. yep and the um uh you know russia is trying to become in a sense not as dependent on uh, even europe mm-hmm. for for stuff and, and do it more with asia china right. and that partnership with china helps right. them to do that and, the, right? and they have middle east stuff going on too with mm-hmm. iran iraq uh turkey persia syria, syria mm-hmm. uh etc so lots of lots of stuff going on and um, uh, that's the big news that they defaulted. I mean, because normally mm-hmm. one of the major countries in the world doesn't default on their debt. Right. And one of the uh, uh, pieces of information underneath that all is that uh, Russia, um, in a sense, probably might have one of the best understandings of world economics of, it, of anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they're doing by switching uh, over to uh, ruble and yuan, and also what they're requiring is for Europe and for United States, we still buy things from them. Right, and um, they want payment in rubles, correct? Well, what they've done, this that just happened this last week, is they want paper, they want payment in gold. Oh, interesting. Um, that, okay, uh, I had not heard this. Yeah, one. so um, no, we want you to pay us in gold uh, mm-hmm. because they see that the uh, the debt mm-hmm. rate and the debt situation around the world is such is that if you pay me in you know currency, mm-hmm. 
um, it's going to change value very it, quickly. It's going to be it's going to be devalued, but gold is not. Mm. And so there's there what's called commoditizing the system and changing it from a currency based to a uh, metal based, mm-hmm. uh, which will have a big impact on uh, the world. And it could it could cause us because of our debt load. Uh, mm-hmm. We could actually wind up defaulting, where if Russia, China, Middle East called any of their of their debt, uh, we wouldn't be able to pay it because we don't have it. Because mm-hmm. um, think about if you were a person right now um, in the United States with a person, the only way they can function is by credit card, because mm-hmm. the income they have isn't enough to pay right. for their expenses, right. and they don't have they don't have a reserve to pay things because they borrow all the time to do it. So they're they're basically living on credit card. And mm-hmm. as you you and I know that ultimately that work. <laughs> ultimately uh, when that happens and the income reduces, mm-hmm. you know, I run out of gas to be able to pay I mean literally run out of capability to be able to pay it. Mm-hmm. And that's possible with us in Russia is kind of observing that. It's like I don't mm. I don't wanna have my stuff devalued by your payments, so I'm going to make you pay in gold. How many? I'm curious. I know there has been a shift over the years. You know, forever ago, everything was very gold backed as far as currency goes. That sh- they shifted away from that for quite a while now, or at least a percentage has been shifted away. Are there any economies in our world today that are still 100% gold backed? No. You know? No, okay. um, we went off the gold standard, interesting enough, in the 70s under uh, mm-hmm. Nixon. And uh, the world went to uh, the currency-based. Um, right. Now, what China, Russia are doing is they're trying to reestablish the gold standard for them. Um, mm. And that's why they're buying massive amounts of gold, to be able to hold up their currency relative to the gold standard. Um, and we're not on it anymore, and, and most right. c- countries around the world aren't on it. Even Russia and China are not purely on it. Right. But what they're doing is they're amassing uh, an amazing amount of gold to be able to support their economy. Will that ultimately make their currency stronger than ours? Yes, if absolutely. If it is gold-backed? Yeah, is if, that it, what if, is, it's, okay. if it's backed up by uh, uh, hard, hard things like metals. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember gold and, and platinum and silver um, are limited commodities. That's why. That's why right. they're so you know amazing. So when, uh, generally speaking, when the stock market declines, um, and you can't make as much money in mm-hmm. stocks, bonds, interest rates, you know, from uh, savings accounts, etc., uh, it converts into metals, mm-hmm. and the price of metals goes up. Now, an interesting thing happened. Uh, and it's happening. We've seen gold skyrocket in yeah. the last two years. Typically, um, you know, ever since 2008, with the economy doing what it did, which is it grew and, and became mm-hmm. significant. We had a, we had a you know hiccup in uh, 16, 15, 16, but it wasn't much. And um, typically, gold would have declined significantly mm-hmm. um, while the, the the stock market stock markets you know tripled. Since then. Exactly. Um, yeah. So gold and silver generally go the other direction. Well, they kept going up too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's two reasons for that. One is uh, the Fed kept the interest rates artificially low. Right. Um, 
so that people in the know understood, well, that's going to create inflation at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I better get ready for that. So I need to get. I and need so to they get, started I need, buying I need, more gold. I need to and buy silver. gold and silver that's, that's relatively okay. cheap in their mind. Two is that uh, gold and silver is based on supply and demand. So mm-hmm. uh, Russia, Iran, China, uh, uh, certain countries have been buying massive amounts of gold over the last mm. four to five years. And that's part of why the price has skyrocketed so that's, much? That's why it skyrocketed. And uh, just lately, it's come down quite a bit. So you know, it hit a, hit a high, it's probably gone down 25, 30% just in the last two or mm. three weeks. Uh, really? Yeah, because of uh, you know the, the changeover of, okay. well, we bought a lot of this gold, we're gonna wait for it to, to go back to uh, a place of more affordability, and then we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see it buy again because there's going to be in the cycle of recession. There will be a lot of gold buying, um, mm-hmm. so they kind of let it drift back to where it it normally would be. It's not quite there yet, um, price wise. I believe we'll see a big, big uh, people, a bunch of people buying it because mm-hmm. it's going to be relatively inexpensive to the you know the rest of the opportunities. So interesting. Uh, okay. And as you think about when we're talking about the end. And thinking about preparation, one of the, and this is just prudence, not even related to the end per se, mm-hmm. but that um, one of the things for investments is to what's called a hedge. Right. And that is that, okay, if I'm in the market, stock market, generally it's doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't want to put a lot of money in gold and silver because that's going to go down. Right. But while it's down, we need to, what's called diversify. Right, and, and hedge. so you want to buy more of it. Um, so and it's, not like, it put, it's not like put all of your investment in gold and silver, but have a portion of it in gold and silver so that mm-hmm. when the whole thing recycles and the stock market tanks, gold and silver is going to go up and it'll cover what you might have lost mm-hmm. in the market because of right. the value of what you now own. As a, it's called a hedge. And right. it's just, that's just prudence. Well, I can tell you mm-hmm. that the swings... Are going to become more pronounced, and my recommendation is to have something in mm-hmm. metals of some kind um, over the next several years because we're going to see big, big swings, and it's it's a hedge, and you know, I don't think you'd be able to control it or predict it. Uh, so it could happen, mm. you know, like Israel <laughs> collapses. We hey, we find out Israel collapses. Right. Uh, we didn't think about that. We didn't expect that. Or hey, COVID hits. We didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened fast, you know, and so. That's, that's why a hedge is you can't predict it enough that if something happens and when something happens, then it's a beneficial to have something that could gain from that. Right, um, right. Really just to balance yourself essentially right, so right. that if, if all of this is tanked, then you've got something else that has come up at the same time. Right, and then uh, as we look at you know recession, uh, which is likely, um, uh, I was just uh, saying to you a little while ago that uh, a national home builder uh, mm-hmm. In one day, had twenty five thousand cancellations um, of their of their crazy. houses. You know because you know again fear, uh, interest rates going up. Um, I really can't afford that. I don't. They begin to see. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm paying at the very very top, and things are going to come back down price wise. So mm-hmm. it'd be better for me not to not to go through with that and wait. Um, see what's going to happen to me with my job, see what's going to happen with my house, 
You right. know, um, maybe my house won't be as valuable as I thought. Lots and lots of things. But whenever that there's, you know, what, what you would call mm-hmm. economic fear, it drives you to kind of stop for a minute and say, mm-hmm. maybe, I, on a maybe I shouldn't do that yet. And interesting mm-hmm. enough, that very thought, just that very activity itself is self-fulfilling. Because mm-hmm. because they did it, like maybe I should not do that right now. And they don't. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? Everybody that relied on that also, like, uh-oh, that those 25,000 homes, that gosh, they aren't sold now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should be careful about going after building a whole bunch of new ones. Maybe we should just try to get these sold. Well, then they stop hiring labor. And, you know, you can, you can see how it goes. Right, right. Uh, you definitely see the trickle down of it all. Because it's all economics is all based on expectation. Mm-hmm. And when you have the uh, what we call the pundits, saying it uh, in, my, mm-hmm. in my lifetime and I can tell you that that I followed it pretty carefully whenever I saw the experts saying the word recession mm-hmm. it was with when six months had happened and, mm-hmm. I, and I can pretty safely predict yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna have a recession I think in the next six months certainly uh, by the end of this year maybe into the first first quarter of next year we're gonna we're gonna have a recession um, right, and the reason is it's just simple self-fulfilling prophecy. There's so many people mm-hmm. saying it, they act a certain way, and interesting enough, they cause it. <laughs> so very interesting, yeah. It's really it is interesting. Um, so as we look at you know the fluctuation of this uh, and the preparation, you know, for for the end, and and there's just um, uh, there's some other things that are happening. This is. This is uh, in the in the realm of one world government. Mm-hmm. Um, is that uh, there is uh, uh, and because my wife is is German, we, we have connection with Germany. Uh, got a video, and um, it showed a a German um, journalist mm-hmm. arrested, and they want to put her in jail for three years, and the reason is that she was in Ukraine reporting and she reported the truth. And this is, now listen to this. The truth was, it was reported by the worldwide news that Russia came in and killed a bunch of civilians mm-hmm. in a particular city. She was there and she reported that isn't so. It was Ukrainians who killed other Ukrainians and called it Russia killing them. Oh, wow. Um, and she has documentation uh, of uh, observation, documentation, video, stuff specifically. Mm. And the German government arrests her and wants to put her in jail and says, and they took away, they, they canceled. Are they doing it based on like misinformation, trying to say misinformation or something like that? They're, that's some, what they're trying to gotta say. They've got to give some kind of reason, yeah, right? Yeah, there's some kind of reason. And what they did mm-hmm. is they, they confiscated her bank accounts. Uh, people people tried to get her give her a GoFundMe to, to handle it. Mm-hmm. They, they stopped that and took that. Um, and this is without due process. Mm-hmm. They haven't even gone to trial yet. They've just arrested her and are trying to put her in jail for three years. And they've shut, shut all this stuff off. And what I'm what I'm trying to say is that uh, huh, um, we would have never imagined that. Wait, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she even she was interviewed about this, and she said, "I thought, <laughs> I thought I lived in a place where free speech was was promoted, 
and wanted, particularly for me to report the truth, mm-hmm. and I've been shut down from reporting the truth, and um, it's happening, you know, all over the place. And uh, same thing is happening in in different parts of the of the world, where a variety of things have been uh, basically controlled and and done differently where there is a controlling aspect of it Mm -hmm. because they decided to do it and violate the system, so to speak. Right. Uh, You know, what's interesting is you say that. Don't you think, um, or maybe this is just me and my naivety, um, but growing up, I always felt like I... I felt like I learned that other countries, particularly Russia, particularly China, you know, did such a job of controlling what came out through the media and controlling the news that they never had full and accurate news. But in America, we always had full and accurate news. Yeah. Um, and, and that was really what I, what I believed. And just what you're describing now even brings to light this, this idea that truly Christians need great discernment that can only come from God. Right. Um, because it, you know, all systems have people, sinful people involved. And there is a, you know, we are being given information that we want to be given from whatever sources or not that we want to be given, but that they want to give us from whatever sources is what I'm hearing you say. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. I watched a, uh, interesting. I watched a documentary on, uh, world war two mm-hmm. and Hitler and the, and the, and the documentary was on how did he wind up in power mm-hmm. and what he did is he controlled the media. Right. So uh, much propaganda. And he, he basically literally controlled it to the nth degree to where it appeared certain things were, were said and done and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, being fulfilled, but underneath it all was complete opposite. Right. But it, nobody could ever put it out there because he literally controlled the whole thing, and he built a persona that people actually thought, isn't this good? Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna, to, Germany's going to get back into power, and hey, hallelujah. Uh, fantastic, and so yeah, they he built this, and it seemed all justified and it seemed, based on what they were reading and right, hearing reported right. and everything. But he, else, but he yeah. controlled the media, so that mm. um, you know when we're talking about end times, we're going to get into a discussion of the beast. Is that uh, remember it's one world government, mm-hmm. and that one world government is a controlling government uh, right. because that's how that by the nature of it, uh, it's literally and so we truly have to have to really press in on discernment and learning to hear God's voice and asking the right questions as we go, right? Right, and understand the timing of it and the sequence of it. And mm-hmm. all we can say is is that there's lots of evidence that um, the one world government is in process of put, being mm-hmm. put together. Uh, that, and again, we can't predict whether it's gonna be you know two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. The, the structure of it is mm-hmm. happening right now and God says, watch the signs and be observant of it. So it's it's a matter of, okay, I can see that. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's my perspective. Okay, I can see that. Uh, Father, what would you have me understand about that? What do you want me to learn about that? Um, uh, and he doesn't say, well, life's over or that, you know, give up. It's always about, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. I'm going to give you the covenant no matter, no matter what. But as things move in a certain direction, mm-hmm. you have to be aware. You have to be, uh, uh, you know, have wisdom about it and have understanding, particularly as we're going to get into. If we are headed to uh, the end of the tribulation, the Bible is very clear what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, remember, it's a spiritual thing, and there's spiritual dynamic to it. 
there's things that we're called to participate in and things we're called not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we got to, you know, spend some time talking about. But hmm. um, what we're seeing is that almost every week now, every day, is another interesting, like, huh, I've never right. seen that. I've never seen that before. Russia default on her debt. Um, mm-hmm. That's been, you know, a century ago. You know, like, really? Uh, wow. You know, that's significant. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, Israel collapsing again? Uh, right. Or Russia and China are getting ready to support their currencies with gold? Huh. Uh, and it's just like, huh, huh, huh. We start to see that. Right. So uh, as we look at that, um, we want to get into this discussion, and this will be uh, a couple of sessions, but um, we want to get into uh, the beast. Mm-hmm. And the question as we go into the uh, you know, the uh, end times, and tribulation particularly, is there's different players. Mm-hmm. And there's a harlot. <clears throat> And the harlot would be a cabal that is working, actually working ahead of the tribulation to put things in place so that the beast, and the beast is a system, can operate. And think of the beast as a one one, uh, world government and Mm -hmm. all the the structure associated with that. So it's it's a beast. So like, for example, um, uh, when we had COVID, uh, New York City uh, had severe restrictions mm-hmm. about what you could or couldn't do, um, including, you know, and just anybody that follows sports, even after it started to diminish, they said, if you're going to come and play sports in our town, mm-hmm. you have to be vaccinated. Right. Well, there's players. Even to come play. To come yes. play. Not even just to watch, but to play. To come play. Um, particularly, and by the way, you couldn't go to a public place without being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you couldn't even come play. And so, and the funny thing is, is that, you know, the players are saying, well, <laughs> I'm in two states away. I play with these same guys every day. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me I can't play with those same guys in your city? And the answer was no, you can't. Okay, now, was that a person? See, no, it wasn't a person. Mm-hmm. It was a system. Uh, it was the system of New York City. So you would look at it in a microcosm that there wasn't a person. Now they mm-hmm. have a mayor and they have, you know, but they have legislation and they have uh, judges and, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't somebody said, I'm in charge and I'm going to make this happen. Uh, it could be that the mayor promoted it, but mm-hmm. he had to develop the agreement of the entire operation, the entire uh, city uh, government to put in the system. Mm-hmm. So um, it was not a person who's, who would be called the Antichrist. It was a, uh, a system. And so mm-hmm. that, that system was, was a process of what you could and couldn't do. Um, ultimately, in the, in the end, um, the beast becomes synonymous with the Antichrist who basically, and we'll talk about this, becomes the guy and he actually does, he does make the rules of, of the system. But mm-hmm. now it's related to him and he's in charge. So he'd be at right. what's called a... But it starts as a system and then narrows into the actual Antichrist. To an Antichrist who yeah. then is a, a pure dictator mm-hmm. and there isn't any uh, buddy around to counteract what he does the challenge right and, and similar to what I observed when I did that uh, documentary on Hitler is that um, 
you know, Germany had a process of how you elected mm-hmm. certain things, even back then. But he wound up controlling things to the point where he became the dictator, and mm-hmm. literally nothing happened without his uh, saying so. Right. Um, and he became the dictator of Germany. And he, in a sense, and this is why back then, by the way, Christians thought, well, that, that's got to that's be, be the Antichrist. Look right. at that. You know, he's killing Jews and he's, he's mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming after the world and he's evil. Uh, that's got to be the Antichrist uh, because mm-hmm. it was a person. So right. that as we talk about it is, okay, we got to understand the cabal. Who's putting this together? And we know some players already that are doing that. Now, what do you mean, real quick, when you say "got to understand the cabal"? Can you just the phrase "cabal"? Can you explain? A cabal that is a um, select group of people uh, mm-hmm. that work behind the scenes to uh, manipulate things, okay. to put things in place. Um, right. So it's not a universal. It's not like um, we Americans go vote. Mm-hmm. And let's decide if we if we want to have you know. Um, uh, this kind of government, um, and we're gonna, mm-hmm. we're gonna, we have the right to vote. It's, it's a few people, and a few people could be hundreds of people, but it's, it's a few people who are working behind the scenes to put things in place, mm-hmm. so that ultimately, if they have the power to, they can what's called pull the trigger, and stimulate uh, the mm-hmm. the tribulation. Um, and so it's not it's not kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, and the reason I say that is because Scripture tells us that right. uh, there's a it's called a harlot or a cabal, uh, somebody that mm-hmm. creates the beast, uh, and that means somebody has to work ahead of time mm-hmm. to to create the beast. Um, and and we actually know some players. Uh, there's the uh, Council for Foreign Relations, and and I'm just going to make a simple statement. Uh, I'm not even commenting on what they do, what they don't do, how they do it. I'm just going to make a simple statement. Council for Foreign Relations. Mm-hmm. There is um, the um, uh, World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. uh, Skull and Bones out of uh, uh, Yale. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's George Soros, who's a uh, you know billionaire uh, that, that funds a lot of this stuff. Uh, there's the Rothschilds mm-hmm. that have worked to control and own all of the central banks around the world. Um, those are all players. Now they all say one thing, and it's public. You can you can go just go Google mm-hmm. it, and you'll see the one thing they say: we are going after one world government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not a hidden agenda. It no, is no longer out there no longer friends. is a hidden yes. agenda. So the cabal doesn't even say it has to be secret. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has to be the power to be able to pull things off that they can move things. And the picture that I got actually I got this recently. Um, as I was looking at the, the World Economic Forum now more closely. Right, in uh, the last meeting that they had. Yeah, uh, I was aware of them, but God said, you got to pay way more attention to them. So I did. Mm-hmm. I've started to pay more attention. And what are they doing? What do they have? Uh, they have uh, a couple things. Is uh, They've stated that they are working and have close to a, a central bank cryptocurrency mm-hmm. that they're going to use. And they've actually said it's going to become the one world currency public statement. They've made that public right. statement. Um, they have uh, uh, openly uh, you know, said that uh, they're working to create uh, one, one world government in what they call the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. And 
the Great Reset, which they've given definition to, is one world government. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to change the economics. We're going to have a, a digital currency. Uh, we're going to not have sovereignty anymore. Uh, it's going to be global. You know, a variety, mm -hmm. a series of things uh, that they're promoting. And, and this is what um, interests me, is uh, they made a comment, a written comment. Mm -hmm. Our goal for the reset is 2030. Mm-hmm. Well, that's only eight years away. Right. Um, and the picture that came to me, so I'm, I'm praying about this. Like, well, first of all, is it even possible? And how is mm -hmm. that going to work? And God showed me a picture, and this is a picture that actually I personally saw uh, when I was a kid and lived in Chicago. Uh, downtown Chicago is a massive, uh, actually, train system. Mm -hmm. um, and you can go down there, and you can you can just look over the wall and see how it functions. But they have all of these uh, they have all of these uh, places underneath the city that store the cars. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and and then what they would do, and I, I remember watching this, is that they would bring a car out and put it on the track like an engine. Mm -hmm. They would bring a car from another track and put it on the track behind it. Mm -hmm. Another car and put it on the track behind it. Another car put it on the track behind it until they finally got it together. When they got it together, they took off on the one, the one track. Mm -hmm. um, and God says that, that that's what's going to happen is that the cabal the is, is putting pieces together. Mm -hmm. uh, that they're coming on different tracks. They're not ready to launch it yet because the track, the train isn't ready yet. But mm -hmm. watch the pieces. Um, and so right. um, if it's 2030, um, I don't say it's going to be 2030, but what I do say is this. I can see now that it's it's not where it's likely maybe not, see? Because mm -hmm. generally it's like, eh, I don't think so. You know, it's so just, you see a lot of things coming together yeah. so that it's plausible. It's plausible. That's a good word. Mm -hmm. It's plausible. So with this being plausible, um, it's like, huh. Uh, these pieces are coming together. Pay attention to the pieces. Yeah, uh, it's publicly stated, one world government. And because of when we get into the tribulation, we talk about the beast, which we'll get into next time with Daniel uh, seven. Is um, it happens, and it's defined mm -hmm. very, very well. Um, right. And and all we can say is that more than ever today, even mm -hmm. over twenty years ago, a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. Um, the possibility of it now is kind of known. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, I can see now how. We couldn't really see how. Right. Now we can see how. And by the way, guess what? There's there's agencies out there, the WF, others, mm -hmm. that are publicly saying that's what we're trying to do. This I mean, is what our goal is, right. Uh, um, and, and nobody's going to really be able to stop it. Interesting enough, because of the uh, difficulty of life, People, there aren't many people that say, well, I don't want to do that. Because mm -hmm. it's like, well, it's not working that great anyway, so maybe we should. you know. So it, remember, they, and they're going to willingly adopt it. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go next time into this in more depth with uh, Daniel chapter 7, talk about the beast. But there's lots of implications for us spiritually mm -hmm. about this beast and what do we do and how do we view it and how do we respond to it. So uh, it's really interesting stuff, and we encourage you, everybody, to uh, pay attention. Uh, don't be afraid. Uh, don't uh, 
act on your own. We keep saying, go mm-hmm. to God, let him guide you and teach you. And all, our role, right. which we think is an important role, is to bring it out into the open uh, mm-hmm. so that people are not negligent about it. And the question is, what, what else do we, we need to learn about this? And so we're going to keep talking about it in a, in a healthy way, we hope. And, and we're happy, right. happy to have your questions and, and challenges and uh, anything else yeah, you'd like to even say to us. We, even as we talk about this, just that constant reminder that at the end of the day, our, our ability, our relationship and abiding with Jesus is the important thing because that is one that is our peace, our joy, our source of life, all of those things. But also as we go into this, a reason to not go into fear, That's right. but knowing we have the gift of the Holy Spirit and as we're abiding, he can lead and direct us even through the most turbulent of times that we'll be coming. Yep. Yep. So it's important to he, nurture that relationship and hear his voice. That's right. And then no matter what, he says, don't fear, don't be afraid. Right. Be anxious for nothing. Uh, yes. I got this, you know, so it'll be fun. To, even this. Yes, even I, this. I think this is one of the most exciting times in history to be alive. So how cool is this mm-hmm. going to be? Well, Absolutely. we'll see you We'll see you tomorrow, Kathy, and we'll pick this up Thanks again so next much. week. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us, everyone. All right. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings 